ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah alhamdulillah alhamdulillah hamdan hamda la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah ya ibadullah we continue going over the tremendous book by the fadil shaykh al-allama imam bin baz rahimahullahu ta'ala the book which is entitled Durus al-Muhammah li'amat al-Ummah important lessons for the general masses of the ummah we are on the section still we are still on the section which deals with the aqsam at-tawhid wa aqsam ash-shirk it deals with the categories of at-tawhid and the categories of shirk we are still dealing with the portion which is dealing with the categories of at-tawhid we have taken at-tawhid ar-rububiyyah and now we are on at-tawhid al-uluhiyyah wa qala shaykh bin baz rahimahullah ta'ala wa amma at-tawhid al-uluhiyyah and as regards to at-tawhid al-uluhiyyah and he brings a a short definition for at-tawhid al-uluhiyyah he mentions he says fa huwa al-iman bi anna allah subhanahu huwa al-ma'bud bihaqq la sharika lahu fi al-din aw la sharika lahu fi dhalik wa huwa ma'na la ilaha illa allah fa inna ma'naha la ma'bud haqq الا الله فجميع العبادات من صلاه والصوم 
وغير ذلك يجب إخلاصه لله وحده ولا يجوز صرف شيء منها لغيره. He mentions what means he says and as relates to what Tawheed as relates to what Tawheed Al-Uluhiyyah then verily it is the belief it is the Iman it is the belief it is the Iman Naam and it is a must Bithillahi Ta'ala that we have this down and we know it good that is incumbent and that is a must. So, Bithillahi Ta'ala, if needed, if those who don't have the book in front of them, then we encourage that they write down this definition, Bithillahi Ta'ala. Those who have the book in front of them, then highlight this definition inside of the text itself, or underline it, or whatever yani, uh, yani you like to do, so as to highlight text inside of the, the book itself. The Imam, he says, what means, and it is the Iman, it is the faith, it is the belief, that verily Allah subhanahu, then He is the one who is worshipped in truth. He is the true object of worship, the one who is worshipped in truth. And He has no partners in that. And this is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Because verily the meaning of it, it is that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. That none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. And this is the proper meaning for La ilaha illallah. So all of the worship, all of the worship from salah and from fasting, these are just examples. And he says, and other than that, then it is a must that they are sincerely done for Allah alone. And it is not permissible to give anything from them to other than Allah. To give anything from them to other than Him. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. And this is what is called al-tawheed al-uluhiyyah. Al-tawheed al-uluhiyyah. Now, there are other terms and expressions that articulate this concept. So I don't want anyone to to think that uh, the name At-Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya, this is the only name for it. And that there are no other names or there's no other way of articulating this concept. Because the likes of these names, and this is, yani, uh, this is an istilah, this is a jargon now, that is used so that we can better understand. The concept, then the concept is present inside of the text of the Kitab and the Sunnah. How that concept is articulated and the verbiage that is used to express that concept, then that may change. And this verbiage that is used, it is so that we can better understand. Naam, this verbiage that is used is so that we can better understand. So, from the verbiage, from the terms in which that are used to articulate and express this concept, then it, it is al-Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. Naam, al-Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. But it's also called Tawheed al-Ibadah. The Tawheed of Ibadah. Naam. And uh, the Tawheed of Ibadah and Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, then they are very similar in their meanings and they are both generally translated the exact same way. And that is the Tawheed of worship. The Tawheed of worship. Naam. 
Why? Because all of the worship belongs to Allah and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And there's nothing from the worship that is to be given to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore it is called At-Tawheed Al-Uluhiyyah and it's also called At-Tawheed Al-Ibadah. Right. Also, it is also called At-Tawheed Al-Iradi Al-Talabi. Naam, the Tawheed of Al-Iradi. Naam, Iradi. Iradi means the intentions and that which is intended. Because when we do a deed, we have to intend by it to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to have ikhlas. We have to have sincerity. And then we worship Allah and Allah ta'ala alone. So when an individual worships with the worship, his intention is to worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Naam. So that's why it's called al-iradi. Naam. For intention. Also, talabi. Because when we beseech for help, when we ask, we make dua to Allah Ta'ala, then this is what? A talab. This is a request. Right? So our request is to Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone. So we, when we ask, we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So both of these concepts as relates to an individual's intention and a, the request in which an individual makes, then this concept then is covered by At-Tawheed Al-Ibadah. At-Tawheed Al-Ibadah. Uh, so therefore, you have some of the ulama, they refer to it as At-Tawheed Al-Iradi Al-Talabi The Tawheed of intentions and of asking for a request And it is also called At-Tawheed Al-Amali The Tawheed of action The Tawheed of action because it's related to what? To doing an action. And that is to doing the ibadah. And the ibadah, it is an action. Naam, the ibadah, it is an action. But, that makes sense? So these are some of the terms that are used to articulate and to express this category of a tawheed. Wa kulluha al-shaykh Abdul Razak bin Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Badr Allah Ta'ala, he mentions, he says, kulluha Naam, kulluha asma'u limusamma wahid. That all of these names are names that are names for the same thing. All of these different names, they are names that go back to the same thing. Naam, so they just, they're all naming the same thing. In, in essence, they're all articulating the same thing, except just in different ways. And it is important to understand the different ways in which Yani, uh, the ulama they use to, art, to articulate this particular concept because it helps us to better understand the, the various as, the various aspects of this concept. Naam. Wal murad, and that which is intended behind the tawheed with this tawheed is what? Ikhlasuddin Allah is making all of the religion sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Making all of the religion sincerely to Allah and Allah ta'ala alone. Naam. Bi an la yud'a illa Allah. Such as that none except Allah is called upon in supplication. And that we do not seek help in times of peril except with Allah. 
and that we do not place our trust except upon Allah and that we do not slaughter except for the sake of Allah and in Allah's name and we do not take an oath except unto Allah وَلَا يُصْرَفَ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْعِبَادَاتِ أو مِنَ الْعِبَادَةِ إِلَّا لَهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى And that we do not give any aspect of worship to anything except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا الدَّلِيلِ And what's the dalil for this? قَالَ اللَّهُ جَلَّ وَعَلَى فِي كِتَابِهِ الْكِرِيمِ Allah Ta'ala, he says in his normal book في سورة الْأَنْعَام Verse 162-163 Allah Ta'ala, He says, قُلْ إِنَّ الصَّلَاةِ وَنُسُكِ وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Allah Ta'ala, He says what means, and say, and say to them, who? You, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say to them, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةِ Verily, مَا الصَّلَاةِ Naam, and what is mentioned here, and this is from the Bab, this is from the standpoint of, of, of an example. It is not from the standpoint of hasr. It's not from the standpoint of restriction. Naam. But it's an example. So it is said, and say unto them, that verily my salah, my prayer, naam, wa nusuki, and my slaughtering, wa mahyaya, and my life, wa mamati, and my death, lillah rabbil alameen. It is for Allah, the Lord of all that exists. La sharika lahu. Without any partners. With this I have been commanded, and I am the first of the Muslims. With this I have been commanded, and I am the first of the Muslims. When a person looks at this, they realize what? It becomes extremely clear unto them the meaning of this particular category of it. Tawheed. That all of the salah, all of the slaughtering, and remember these are what? These are just examples. These examples, they are not restricted to just salah and just slaughtering but but you can fast for other than Allah you can make hajj for other than Allah no 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 all of the ibadah it belongs to Allah and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone my life is for who is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my death is for who is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ma'am the Lord of all that exists this is liberating you understand this is liberating because it liberates an individual from the worship of created things to the worship of the Creator. Naam. So it liberates an individual from the servitude to the creation by servitude to the Creator. And this is a concept that is very important for us to remember because as Muslims, we what? We submit ourselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look, this is the reality. This is the reality in the straightest of terms and ways in which you can put it. You are a slave. You're going to be a slave. The question is, what are you going to be a slave to? Who are you going to be a slave to? That's the question. You're a slave. You're going to be in servitude to something or someone. Ma'am, those kuffar, then they are slaves to created things. Whether that created thing is their desires, or that created thing is chasing money, or that created thing is chasing the women, right? Or if it's women for chasing the men. Or whatever the case is, they're going to be a slave to something. Naam. In essence, all of those things you could equate it to what? They slaves to shaitan. They slaves to a shaitan. Naam. In one, in one way, shape, or form. But 
The other option, which really there are no real options, is what? Is that you are a slave unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So either you're going to be a slave to the creation, or you're going to be a slave to the creator. So we say in reality, there's no option. In reality, there's no option. In reality, for the one who has a brain, it, yani being a slave to, to, to the creation, it's not an option. Because there's nothing that that earns except for the hellfire. Now, and nobody in their right mind want to go to the hellfire. But, so what's the only real option in reality? Is to be a slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our life is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person, when he understands or when she understands this, it liberates them. It changes their worldview. It changes their worldview, right? Because now what they're doing, they're doing for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with them now, and let's just bring an example, okay? Let's just bring an example. And, I'm, and of course, I'm talking about the way it should be. We live in a crazy time right now. So there's a lot of things going on, ain't the way it should be. But in the in ideal sense, in the way it should be, okay, let's take the, the Muslim man for example. The Muslim man, he understands that he has to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when I say the Muslim man, we sing him out. He has to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making his salah in jama'ah, in congregation, five times a day. Where? Inside of the masajid. Inside of the masajid. Naam. So the Muslim man who was wise... And of course, the one who has, yeah, any, uh, 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 what do you say? He has a choice to do so. He has a choice to do so. For those who are in situations where they, they don't have this option, then that's something that's different. But for those who are in a situation where they have an option, right, on where to live, then their selection of a house will be dependent on what? On what is close to a masjid. A good masjid, not masjid bid'i. That masjid sufi bid'i mubtadi' La 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 A masjid upon sunnah If you have an option Of course you got an option You got an option It's like that sometimes But I'm saying that when you have an option So the person has an option I'm a, You know I'm being close proximity The masjid sufi bid'i Khurafi I'm going to be in the close proximity To the masjid In the hands of Ahl Sunnati Wal Jama'ah So on and so forth So of course I want to go And I want to be in the masjid That's in the hands of Ahl Sunnati Wal Jama'ah The masjid where We hear Yani, uh, 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 the, the true aqidah, the masjid when, where there's no bid'ah, yeah? people not doing bid'ah right after salah and so on and so forth. Masjid that, I don't gotta run away from, you know, when the salah done, test name done, you gotta get up and run. Why? Cause they all break out, start making bid'ah. Ma'am? So, and like I said, it's if you have the option. So the point is, is that, uh, because of this, way he chooses to live, it will be affected by his, his obligation to his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then like this, because now, now, everything that a person does, they'll be doing it with that which will be beneficial to their deen in mind. To that which will be beneficial to their religion in mind. To that which will yani, uh, uh, put them in a better situation when they meet Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, on the day of judgment. You understand? So they would do certain things and they would avoid certain things. Why? Because they don't want to be they don't want to be in trouble when they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Naam? So so their selection of who their friends are, their selection of who they marry, so on and so forth will all be shaped by this belief. Naam will all be shaped by this belief. And this is how the proper belief it will change a person's world view. It will change a person's outlook 
on the world itself and you will see it reflected inside of their actions as you will see it reflected inside of their choices Naam. and this is just an example but this is what true liberation this is true liberation is liberation from the creation and by uh, being uh, a slave to the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala طيب. so this tawheed for tawheed al-uluhiyyah huwa ifradullah عز وجل بالعبادة وإخلاص الدين له. So to bring another understanding, so we understand what is التوحيد الألوهية. It is to single out Allah عز وجل alone with worship. وإخلاص الدين له and to make all of the religions sincerely to Him in Him alone. والبراءة من الشرك and a disavowment, a disassociation from shirk, a disavowment. A disassociation from shirk. This is incumbent. That not only does a person single out Allah alone in the ibadah, not only does a person, not only does a person uh, uh, single, yani make all of his religion sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa taala, but he or she must also disavow themselves from shirk. Disavow themselves from shirk. So it's not only that naam we are upon tawheed, but also we 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 condemn shirk. We're not okay with shirk. Shirk is wrong, polytheism is wrong, we're not okay with it, we condemn it in the most strongest of terms. And what's the delil for this? Allah Ta'ala, He mentions inside the Quran, informing us of the statement of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, where He said to His people, Inni bara'u mimma ta'abudun illa alladhi fattarani. He said that verily I am free from what you people worship. Except for the one who has fashioned me. This can be found in Surah Az-Zukhruf and it's verse 26 and 27. But in this there is a tremendous lesson and benefit is that what? Well there are a number from them. Is that Ibrahim والسلام, he told his people that what? He said I'm free from what you worship. I'm free from it. I disavow myself from it. I, I disassociate myself from it. I'm free from it. I have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'm free from it. Naam, this is important because we have to free ourselves from a shirk. But it also shows you what? That the mushrikun are not just those who worship other than Allah. Meaning, they worship things instead of Allah. But also the polytheists are those who worship Allah too. But they worship others along with Allah. Naam, so they worship, so some of their worship is devoted to their idols or to their any false deities. And then some of their worship is devoted to Allah. So just because some of their worship is, is devoted to Allah, it does not change the fact that they are mushrikun. You understand? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He names the Jews and the Christians inside the Quran, Ahlul Kitab. And that's true, the Ahlul Kitab. Because they had a book revealed unto them. But that does not mean they're not mushrikun. They're mushrikun. The only difference between them and the mushrikun is the mushrikun, there's no, there's no divine book that's connected to them. Right? So they, so they destroy polytheists. But the Christians and the Jews, they make shirk. Allah Ta'ala, He tells about us in the Quran. The Christians, they make shirk, they pray to, to Isa, alayhi salatu salam. Praying to Isa, alayhi salatu salam, it makes them what? Mushrikun. The Jews, they pray to Uzair, they pray to their rabbis, so on and so forth. So this makes them what? Mushrikun. Naam. 
So likewise, and even from the straight up mushrikun that don't have a book connected to them, they used to also pray unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what did Ibrahim say to his people, those who were mushrikun? He said that verily I'm free from you and that which you worship except the one who has fashioned me. Which was an indication that his people, they used to worship Allah sometimes. But that was not enough. Why? Because in order to implement this tawheed, you have to worship Allah and Allah alone. You have to worship Allah and Allah alone. There is no worship that is to be given to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, he shows us this reality also elsewhere in the Quran. As it comes inside of Surah An-Nahl. In verse 36, Allah Ta'ala says, And we have sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming worship Allah alone and stay away from the, the false deities. Stay away from the false deities. Naam. This right here shows us the message of every messenger is that they went to their people calling them to do what? Worship Allah alone. Did they just stop by worship Allah alone? That's it? You, yani, ifradullah bin ibadah, khalas, you're done? Did you single out Allah alone in worship and now you're done? No. But they said worship Allah alone and what? Wash tanibut and stay away from the ta'ud and stay away from the false deities. Saying to stay away from the false deities is stronger than saying don't pray to the false deities. Stronger. Right? Because not only are you warning from the false deities themselves, but just saying what? Don't even go near them. Don't go near them. You understand? That's like about, that's like about, you know, to draw a parallel of a lower example, that's like if, if, if I told you, don't come in my door. Right? If I tell you, you better not step foot in my door. That's, that's, that's strong and it's clear. But what's strong is I tell you, don't come near my door. Yeah, because you don't step foot in me, you can come up to the threshold and all that, but you just don't step foot in it. So then it's, you know, you, you, you comply to the request. Don't step foot in my door, but you near it. But if I tell you, yo, don't come near my door, that's, that's stronger. That's stronger of a, of a, um, of a warning. So saying don't go near the false deities is stronger because if you don't go near them, then you can't worship them. Ma'am? Like, like Allah Ta'ala said, don't go near fornication. Don't go near it. Naam? That's stronger than saying, don't fornicate. Don't go near fornication. Yani, what means? Yani, zina. Don't go near yani, zina. Right? It's, it's, it's stronger. Because now you don't go near. You don't go near the avenue. You don't go near, you don't go near anything that has to do with it. You don't, you, don't, you don't even approach those things that will lead to it. You don't approach those things that are the opening and doorways to it. You stay away from it in totality. It's stronger. So they were told, don't go near it. So in that, you have what? You have an, yani, uh, uh, what do you say? You have a disavowment. Now, you're in it, you have a disavowment from shirk. And that is a must. Allah Ta'ala, He says, As it comes in Surah An-Nisa, in it's verse 36. Allah Ta'ala, he says, and worship Allah alone, and do not associate partners with him. Naam. So this is, the, this is the da'wah of Islam. It's a da'wah that is specific. It's not a da'wah that is general. Worship Allah alone, don't associate partners with him. Naam. It's clear. 
there's no ambiguities. A person that hears that is not left thinking that maybe he can worship something else. And the reason is because human beings, human beings, yani, uh, typically, they won't connect that dot. And, 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 and here's yani, an illustration of this. If you went to the Jews and you went to the Christians, right, and you said to them, and the Christians from whatever denomination that they were from and so on and so forth, and you said unto them, worship the Creator. There won't be a single one from amongst them that will debate you. They will all agree. Yes, we agree with that. Be a monotheist. They will all say, yes, we agree with that. Be a monotheist. But if you went to them and you said, worship the creator alone and don't worship anything or anyone else. They'll say, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. What about Jesus? What about the Holy Spirit? What about the Trinity? Now that changes everything, right? You see? Because it's detailed. You tell a Jew, don't worship your rabbis, don't worship Isaiah, so on and so forth. Whoa, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? You understand? It changes everything. And this is why the da'wah is a da'wah that is what? It is detailed, it is clear, it is wadah. The da'wah is wadah. This is from the characteristic of the da'wah, wadah. Clarity, ma'am, and this is why. And I said before, and I'm going, and I say again, and bismillah ta'ala, I will say again that what that the dawah of the inner faith dawah is a dawah that is counterproductive. It is a dawah that is a crime against humanity. It's a crime against humanity. Anytime that you will make a person who's upon shirk think that they are okay. And they have a legitimate claim to Ibrahim والسلام, And that they have a legitimate claim to the word monotheism That's a crime against humanity Because now you're setting them up with the ultimate loss The ultimate loss Naam So it is incumbent that we don't tread upon these ways But that we are clear in our call to the people of the book That we are clear in our call to the polytheists that we call them to worship Allah and Allah alone and not to associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah ta'ala he says elsewhere in, in, in his normal book and your Lord has ruled that none will be worshipped except for him your Lord has ruled that none will be worshipped and your Lord has decreed that none will be worshipped except but him all worship is is to be directed unto him subhanahu wa ta'ala and this comes in surah al-isra in its verse um, 23 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi surah al-bayyina and Allah ta'ala said in surah al-bayyina in his verse number 5 Allah ta'ala he says وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ And they were not commanded except to worship Allah alone, making all of the religions sincerely unto Him and to Him alone. Because a person they said, okay, we heard the, we heard the, we heard the dalil for, yani, إِفْرَادُ اللَّهِ بِالْعِبَادَةِ We heard the dalil for singling out Allah alone in worship. And we heard the dalil for بَرَاءَ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ And we heard the dalil for, um, this, this avowment from a shirk. But what about the dalil for, what about the delil for making the religion sincerely for unto Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone? Uh, we have it here in this ayah. Although it was understood in that which came before, it's here now uh, explicitly mentioned. Well, Allah Ta'ala, he says, Making all of the religion sincerely unto him and to him alone. وَقَالَ Allah Ta'ala in Surah Zumar, and Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Zumar, verse number 3, أَلَا لِلَّهِ 
dinul khalis and doesn't accept that it belongs to Allah, yani to be sincere in the religion. Naam, it belongs unto Allah to be what? Sincere in the religion. Naam, so we have from here what? Another uh, uh, delil, sarih, very clear, explicit, pointing to all of the deen has to be sincere unto Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And then the shaykh, he mentions, well, ayat fi al-ma'na jiddan. And the verses that come bearing this meaning, then there are many. Indeed, there are great multitudes of verses that come bearing this meaning. But Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah huwa ma'na la ilaha illallah. So with Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, then it is the meaning, the true meaning of la ilaha illallah. Kama ashara al-Shaykh rahimahullahu ta'ala. Uh, like Sheikh Min Baz he alluded to, Rahmatullah alayhi. يُقَالُ And for this reason, this kalima, the kalima of La ilaha illallah, a name for it is kalimatu tawheed, the statement of a tawheed. Naam, لِأَنَّ مَدْلُو لَهَا التَّوْحِيدِ Because that which it points to is a tawheed. Naam, وَهِيَ كَلِمَةُ And this is the kalima of it, meaning of a tawheed. Uh, and there is no Tawheed except with La ilaha illallah. There's no Tawheed except with La ilaha illallah. Yanfi al an kulli man Because it negates worship from everything that is other than Allah. What ithbat al al عن كل من سوى الله وإثبات العبودية يعني بكل معانيها لله وحده because it negates servitude to other than Allah and it confirms servitude unto Allah it confirms servitude in all of his meanings to Allah alone نعم and then, he, then the Shaykh he brings some of the things that enter into the meaning of servitude where he says ظلن out of humility, Naam, or, 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 or would you say submissiveness? Huh? When he's submissive, and humility, sujudan, making prostration, du'a'an, making du'a, nadharan, making oaths, wadabhan, slaughtering, wakhawfan, ah, subhanallah, khawfan, having fear. That khawf, khawf, sir, that hidden fear, that's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have certain people, certain people have khawf from, 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 from a shaykh. Huh? They have khawf from a shaykh. Shaykh so and so, I'm scared, I say something, go get back to him, he's gonna say something about me. Ya subhanallah, khawf min a shaykh, min shuyukh. Having been scared of a scholar from the scholars, this is the khawf, the sufiya they have for their mashaykh. This is the khawf, the sufiyya they have for their mashayikh. Naam. There was uh, a Sheikh Saleh Abdul Aziz Al Sheikh, he mentions, he said that one time he was visiting Egypt. And I'm paraphrasing the, the story, and you know, give you a summary of it. He said one time he was visiting Egypt and they stopped in Panta. Naam. And in Panta, they have a, a, a masjid, say, Bedouin in Panta. He's, he's one of their yani, Sufi 
sheikhs, and they dead inside the mesh. They call it a mesh. It really is a graveyard because they said there's more than one grave in there. I never been inside of it. So I, you know what I mean? Alhamdulillah, because I knew better, so I never stepped inside of it. But from what that was told to me, they said there's more than one grave inside of it. It's not just the grave of Sayyid Bedoui, but it's a grave of other people as well. Uh, yeah, the people they worship Sayyid Bedoui. They slaughter in his name. Naam, literally, they, they bring, they bring, they bring uh, uh, livestock there and they kill it in the name of Sayyid Bedoui. Naam, they kill it in the name of Sayyid Bedoui. Yani, subhanAllah, they do weird stuff and they pray to Sayyid Bedoui. They ask Sayyid Bedoui for things. Naam, that is what they do. So you have you have there from the, the worshippers of Sayyid Bedoui, right? So the Shaykh he said that they uh, uh, they were there and they because it's by the Muhappa, it's by the train station. They're coming and even and even yani, uh, the, the, uh, what do you say? Uh, like the bus station is also in that and is near to there. So anyway, if you come into Pompa and you get out there, yani, there's a lot of it's close to there. They have a souk in that area and all this type of stuff. Right, gold district, whatever in that area, and it also. But the point is, is 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 a lot of taxis around there because it's a, it's a, it's a commercial district as well as just Sufi, yani bid'ah, shirk police. They also, yani, it's a, it's a commercial district. So when you come out there, it's very, yani, you can't miss it. If you enter into Tanta, you want to see it because that's what it's going to let you out. And that's where you catch a cab and go wherever else you got to go to in Tanta. So this is why the sheikh was over there. Anybody come to Tanta, that's where you're going to be at. They're going to let you off and then you take a taxi and go where you got to go. Okay, so that's why they was in that, that area. So they, so they grab a taxi. They get inside a taxi. Before they get inside a taxi, there was a beggar in the street. A lot of beggars, right? The beggar asking for some money. So, yeah, they, they soft hearts, you know what I mean? The person, miskin, you know, so they give him some money. They gave him the money. The sheikh, he gave him the money, right? Then the man, he thanked Say Bedoui. He thanked Say Bedoui for giving him money. The Egyptian brother that was with the sheikh, right, that was, you know, taking the sheikh around and stuff, he heard that, he said, what? Man, give me that back. He took the money back. When he took the money back, the taxi had already stopped, so he was watching. He, you know, he could see what's going on. The, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 you know, taxi was waiting for them. Door open, all that. So they get inside the taxi. Taxi driver, he, he's, he's, he's like, oh, subhanAllah, you know, you, why you did that? And this and that, that and this. And so he was scared. He said, say it better be gonna do something to him. So now he's under his breath and he's like, he's scared. He's driving, he's scared. So the sheikh, he asked him, sheikh saw that, he asked him, why are you scared? What's wrong with you? Why are you scared? He said, uh, the way I did that man, because he, you know, he said something about say better we, he said, I don't know, now I'm scared, you know, he might get into an accident, something might happen, you know, whatever, something's gonna go wrong, you know, because of this, you know, say better we, he might get us now. So they, so they start giving him dawah, start talking to him, you know, explaining, this is not correct, this is not from, you know, from what now, you know, had a lot of points to, this is, this is, this is shirk, to be scared, have this secret fear from somebody like this, this is not, I mean, this man is dead. What are you going to do to you? He's dead. Being scared of somebody who's not present. What are you going to do to you? He's not even here. You scared of him? You know what I mean? He's always over there in another country. You scared of him? What are you going to do? You follow what I'm saying? Even if you're in front of him, like, what are you going to do? You're in front of him. What are you going to do? So to have this type of yeah, hidden fit. Now, get me wrong. If you're in front of him, he got a big hammer. He's going to hit you in your head. You know? That's different. That's 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 that's, that's, that's You know what I'm saying? That's That's a fear that's... That's, that's, that's natural. You got a hammer. He can hit you. He can do something. He can reach out and touch you. But he, he over another country. You scared of him? He dead. He been dead for centuries. You scared of him? Subhanallah. It doesn't make sense. But this is to the extent that the Sophia, they have yani, corrupted the aqidah of their followers. Is that they have this hidden fear. 
they have a hidden fear Naam, from, from creation you understand they have a hidden fear from creation so anyway this man he was scared that something's going to happen so long story short they got to their destination so when they got to their destination and yeah, Sheikh saw that he gave, a, uh, he gave him a good example he told him he said listen you were scared the whole time say better we're going to do something to us now we got here safe and sound what happened what say better we do he ain't do nothing because he can't you understand? So, you know, he, he taught him from this practical example, you're scared for no reason. You're scared of something that can't do nothing to you. It can't hurt you. It can't help you. And you're scared of him. So likewise, this concept is a concept that has to be fought against because this Sophia, they didn't reach that concept directly. They didn't reach that concept directly to, to have this level of, of reverence for the human beings. That came gradually. You understand what I'm saying? And anytime you got people that's scared of a scholar, to the, yani, scared of a scholar, like the scholar, yani, subhanAllah, we have respect for the early man, no doubt. We have respect for the early man, we have respect for their, for their ilm, we know their level, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, we don't fear nobody like we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we don't fear nobody like we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the reality. That's the reality. At the end of the day, come your muqiyama, who's going to judge you? Allah or Sheikh so and so? You understand? Don't be like the ignorant ones, you know, who will be telling people stuff like the, uh, the angels are going to ask you about the ulama in your grave. Seriously? This is what the ignorant ones say. The angels are going to ask you about the ulama in your grave. Yes, and, and then they mentioned yani, like Sheikh so and so, Sheikh such and such. From our time, from our time, and you sit there, and you say to yourself, "Listen, first of all, that's absurd." The Prophet said, "Let me told us that the angel is going to ask in the grave, Marrobuk, who's your Lord? Man Nabiyuk, what is your Deen? I mean, who, who is your, who is your, excuse me, who is your Prophet? Omadinuk, and what is your religion?" They say, oh, you know, Madino, who enters into that as the early mass on the sofa, it's an interpretation that's really far-stretched, really far-stretched, right? So that's one that is really far-stretched, that's, that's, that's just, you know, yeah, out, out the box. Now, who from the Salaf said that? Who from the Salaf understood that? Where do we find from the Salaf they understood that you're going to be asked about the early man in, in, in your grave? Right? That's another. Now, third, even if you're going to be asked about the early man in your grave, you think it's going to be the early man from now? Or you think it's going to be the early man from the Sahaba? <laughs> you understand? But we know that's not the case. So what I'm saying is that this, 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 this level of yani is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Then you have one of the noble brothers, one of the one of the one of the leaders of the Dawah. Huh? One of the leaders of the da'wah, one of the noble brothers, and he, and he, and he, and he, and, and he had the audacity yeah, to say, and which was witnessed by myself, and he said it to others. And I won't say his name for now. Not that I'm, not that I'm impoverished and can't say his name. I'm just choosing not to say it. But if I gotta say it, then I'ma say it. You understand? But uh, you know, adequately high. I won't say it now. I'll say that for if I gotta say it. Anyway, he tells to the brother. He says. I, only thing I care about is Sheikh Rabir. That's what he says. I only care about Sheikh Rabir. You supposed to be a teacher to people? You supposed to be the people, the, the person that people go back to? Are you serious? So the brother checked him. The brother checked him. And he said, What do you mean? He said, Astaghfirullah. A'udhu billah. 
What about Allah, brother? What about Allah, brother? All you really, all you care about is Sheikh Rabir. Is that not Hulu? That not exaggeration? What do you mean? What are you saying? What are you saying? And then when he checked them, he, he was so absurd. He stumbled over his words like a lot of times when he gets flustered and he gets you know, startled. Allah must die. Allah must die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allah too. Allah, really? What? And you, you a teacher of the people? And you saying stuff like this? Subhanallah. If Sheikh Rabia loves you, if Sheikh Rabia thinks highly of you, but it's totally wrong because that's not your true status, and with Allah, you are a lowly individual, Sheikh Rabia going to help you? Right? That person say, oh, you see, brother. No, 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 we love Sheikh Rabia. But at the end of the day, yani, our love for him is in his proper place. We don't take it too far. Right? Because that's the same thing for any Sheikh. Any Sheikh. Any human being. Anyone. Can have whatever pain they want to have about you, but if you are yani, a person who Allah is angry with, what the good opinion of human beings are going to do for you? Nothing. Nothing. And, and vice versa. If, if the, uh, 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 the human beings have a bad opinion of you, and Allah is pleased with you, what does their bad opinion of you have to do with anything? You understand? And that's what people need to understand. Yani, this is the Tawheed. Is that at the end of the day, yani, uh, we don't give anyone the rights that belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mahma man kan, whatever it may be. We don't, we don't give anyone the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a tawheed. So this type of khawf, this type of hidden fear, na'am, uh, a secret fear as they say, then this is reserved for Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And I don't want anyone to think, oh, he's, yani, why you mention Shaykh Rabir? Because this was a real life situation. We're not telling you no tablighi made up story. This is what really happened. It's really sad to say it, but that's what happened, right? Um, but the same applies for any Shaykh, for the Mashaykh. For a person to say all he care about is Shaykh so and so, say Shaykh such and such, Shaykh such and such. You can insert any name inside of that, and that shows you a person that he has a serious problem in his aqidah, he has a serious problem in his minhaj. You saying some something foolish like this? You understand what I'm saying? Because and this is like, come on, I mean, Subhanallah. Anyway, this type of khawf, this type of khawf, it is for Allah and Allah Taala alone, and this enters into the meaning of what? If it's tawhid al and let's and see, brothers and sisters, listen, this is what's really important is that we have to learn what is a da'wah, a salafiyah. We have to learn what is the way, what is the, yani, the, the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. We have to learn it. It is not enough, it's not sufficient that a person, he just says, uh, 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 excuse me, it's not enough, it's not a, yani, sufficient that a person, he just claims an association. Right? That he claims an association that, oh, I'm, yeah, the person said, you Salafi? Nah, I'm Salafi. Uh, why? Why, oh, you know, I go to Master so and so and I listen to the noble brothers, such and such, and, yeah, and he, you know, to the end of it. Okay, and that, and it, okay, that's it. Khalas, and he was Salafi. Khalas, that's it. Just cause, just cause of that. Right? But in the same person, if you ask him, play, well, uh, what's Salafi? Uh, you know, like, you know, the brothers, that's, you know what I mean, with the brothers, and they take from the noble brothers, like such and such and so and so. 
Okay, yeah, but that's not what I asked you. I asked you, what is Salafia? <laughs> and they can't really give you a viable answer. They can't give you a good answer. But what up from the Aqid of Ahlul Sunnah and Jama'ah? Oh, you know, you gotta believe correctly, like the Sahaba believe. But according to Kitab Sunnah, okay, Jayid, Jameel, but give me some examples, my brother. What is our belief in Qadr? What is our belief in, yani, the, as it relates to the rulers? What is our belief in the descent of Isa ibn Maryam? What is our belief in Dajjal? What is our belief as it relates to Ya'juj and Ma'juj and so on and so forth? What is our belief as it relates to the Sirat? What is our belief as it relates to, 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 to the end of it? Subhanallah, the da'wah yani, of Salafiyyah, it is not a da'wah, that's just a da'wah that's there by pure association. I'm Salafi, gotta hang with the Salafis. You understand what I'm saying? That's not how it ever worked, ever. Never worked like that. Never, ever, ever. Purdy said, what's the proof? Okay, the best of this ummah was the Sahaba. Right or wrong? Best of this ummah. Right? The best of this ummah. They were the Salaf. <laughs> okay? okay. The best of this Ummah, Sahab. Of course, after the Prophet Sallallahu The Munafiqun of Medina. Who they used to be around? The Sahab. Well, they were amongst them, correct? Khair. Did that make them and give them the level of being a Sahabi? No. Did them being in close proximity to them and associating themselves with them, did that earn them a rank other than the rank they deserve of being hypocrites? No, it did not. Did that translate over into them, their virtue? Did it translate over into them just by them being there? No, it did not. Why? Because they did not believe like the Sahaba believed. So that shows you that what? That the, that the Sahabi, what gave them the status that gave them is that what? Is that they met the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or Naam. That they met the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They believed in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they died upon that. That's a Sahabi. But it's the belief. They believed. So in order to be upon, yani, to be Salafi, to be Sunni, to be min ahlu sunnati wal jama'ah, then we have to believe correctly. You understand what I'm saying? We have to believe correctly. What's an example of this? An example of this is that Imam, Imam Ahmed, right? He says it, he says in Usulu Sunnah, the foundation of the Sunnah. The foundation of the Sunnah, which, which really, yani, it begs one the question, have these people even read this book? Have they even read it? If all they thinking is what what it mean you sell it for you go to match such and such, that, that mean you sell it for you? Subhanallah. Now remember Ahmed, what do you say in, in Surah Sunnah? He says, Well Sunnah as Sunnah uh, uh nah, no no before that or after that. He says, Women as Sunnah, women as Sunnah Tilazima, El Lati Mantaraka Minha Khoslatan, Lem Yakubelha. He said, and from the sunnah that is lazima, from the sunnah, and from the sunnah that is a must, it is a must, non-negotiable, of which whoever leaves off of it, whoever leaves from it, a characteristic. Whoever leaves from it a characteristic. What does it mean? He leave a characteristic. Meaning that what? He does not accept it. He does not accept it. Nor does he believe in it. 
He doesn't accept this characteristic from the Sunnah and he does not believe in it. Imam Ahmad said, Lam yakun min ahliha. He is not from his people. You don't believe in it, you don't accept it, you're not from his people. And then he brings, he says, Al Iman bil Qadr. And he goes on, yeah, I need to mention the rest of the book of Usul of Sunnah. The belief in the Qadr al he was shirred to the end of it. Naam. Right. This shows us that what? That there are certain fundamental beliefs that a person has to have to be from Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Naam. A person comes and he says that he's from Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, but yet he sees it as being Yani permissible to revolt against the ruler and to fight against the ruler, take up arm against the ruler, to make revolution against the ruler, and they're, and they're revolutionaries and they call to revolution and they're active in revolution against the ruler, so on and so forth. When they come back and they say, But I'm Salafi, we say, No, no, you're not Salafi, but you are Khadiji. You're not Salafi, you're Khadiji. Naam. So on and so forth. What is Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah Hay So my brothers and my sisters Really I urge you all That it is a must It is incumbent that we learn The proper belief Because connecting ourselves To a Salafiyyah Just by a mere connection That is devoid Of the reality of the beliefs and characteristics of the person who was upon Salafiyya, who was Salafi, Sunni, min ahlu sunniti wa jama'ah, athari, to the end of it, will not suffice. 
will not suffice. But we have to adorn ourselves with the characteristics. Naam? And at the top of that is what is the belief system. At the top of that is the belief system. Naam? And any time that individuals are not well versed upon the proper belief and the foundations of the proper belief, then this shows that they have been duped by the shaitan. Naam? Because remember, we're going over Durus al-Muhammah, the Amit al-Ummah, important lessons for every Muslim. These lessons are not lessons that are for Talibat al-Ilm. These are not lessons that are restricted to this to students of knowledge. But these are lessons that what everybody has to know. Student of knowledge and people who are not students of knowledge. Every single Muslim, every single Muslim, ma'am, who has their faculties and yani, the angels are writing for them, they have to know this. This is, yani, this, yani, this is, uh, is binding. You have to know your aqidah. Naam, Sheikh Saleh Abdaziz al Sheikh, Ta'ala, he mentions the same one that had the, you know, the, the issue of, when he was in Tanta, the story, right? The same Sheikh, he mentions, he says that being ignorant in aqidah is not sufficient. It's not sufficient. Naam. And, he brought the hadith of the grave. That when the person will be asked in the grave, Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Man Nabiyuk, who is your Prophet? Man Deenuk, and what is your Deen? That the Kuffar and those who don't know, right? Because Naam means the Kuffar, but he said, but also can enter into it are those who took their Aqidah upon Taqlid. They took it upon blind following. He took it upon blind following. Well, blind following, Naam al Sheikh Mukbir rahimullah ta'ala, Imam al Wadi'i, he used to say, At-Taqlid jahl. That Taqlid, blind following, is the brother of ignorance. Taqlid is the brother of ignorance. Naam. They will say, uh, uh, They will say, I heard the people saying something, so I just said it to them. Naam, this is what? Taqlid. Heard of people saying something? I said it. No, you have to know. You, you have to build your, 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 your aqidah on the proofs and evidences. Now, does that mean that you have to be, you, that, that you can just rattle off the proofs and the evidences for each and everything at a time? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that the foundation is upon proofs and evidence. Because the methodology of Ahlul Sunnah is that we have the proof First, then we take a belief. The methodology of Ahl Bid'ah is that they take a belief first, then they look for proof. Right? They take a belief first, then they look for proof. It's unfortunate, but we live in a time that this concept, this, this way that Ahl Bid'ah, they, they operate, right? Their MO is become also too what, uh, 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 prevalent. Where people that take positions, They'll take beliefs. They'll take positions. And then they look for proof. They'll make a statement. Take a position. Take a motive. Then you tell them, what's the proof? Oh, it's going to come. You'll see. When it's going to come, you see. You ain't got it? You don't have it right now? You took a motive. You don't got the proof? What do you mean you're going to see? When? How? Okay. What, what, what you doing? <laughs> you understand? That, that's from the methodology of the Sunnah. 
That we just take stuff and then look for stuff? No, that's the methodology of Ahlul Bid'ah. Ahlul Sunnah, we form what we say based upon Dalil. We don't got no Dalil, we don't say nothing. Why? Because when it comes to the, the Aqeedah, this is Tawqifiyah, this is, yani, will you stop? Will you stop? We only, we, we base our belief upon proofs and evidences. Before the proofs and evidences, then we don't make a move. That's what, yeah, it comes to the, it, it comes into the meaning of what? Sami'na wa ta'na. We hear, we obey. We're not Christians. We don't go do stuff and they got no delete. You understand? That's what the Christians do. They, 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 they act without knowledge. They got no aim. They just go do stuff. The Yahud, they got aim. They don't act. They got, they got knowledge. They don't act in accordance to it. The people of the Sun, the people of the Sun, the people of Islam, the Muslims, what? We have knowledge, and we implement that knowledge. And aim, qabl qawli wal amin. Knowledge before statement and action. How many times people talking about falatha tu usul, falatha tu usul? That's not in falatha tu usul. That knowledge precedes statements and action, but yet we don't see the methodology of 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 the latter two usul inside of people's everyday behavior. This concept that knowledge precedes statements and action. Say that none has the right to worship the truth except for Allah, and ask for forgiveness of what of your sins, and ask for forgiveness. Of your sins. Naam. This is an indication that what? That knowledge precedes statements and actions. So now how do we get this? That as a person of the sunnah, you will take a position and you don't have ain. You will take a position, you don't have ain. And what's the proof of that? Is that when you get drilled on said position... You end up with what? With nothing except for, well, that's, you know, that's that's what, you know, the noble ones have said to us. That's what other ones have said. Yeah, but based upon what? Well, I, you know, I, I really don't know you got to ask them. Oh, so why you say something? I thought knowledge precedes statements and actions. So why you, so why you bring, why you bringing statements and you ain't got no knowledge? Why you taking positions and you ain't got no knowledge? Well, I heard. Okay, what you heard is, hey, no, no, my brother. Right? No, my sister. I'm saying this because we find a lot of corrupt practices. We find a lot of corrupt practices going on right now. And it is a, it is a crying shame that these are the same individuals that is, 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 is claiming that yani, uh, they, are, they are upon the sunnah, not just upon the sunnah, they are the vanguards of the sunnah. This is very sad. So my point is in saying all this is that what is that it is incumbent upon us that we learn our religion and that we do not become distracted away from our religion. Shaitan has many things that he distracts us by. From those things that he distracts us by is the fitna. Fitna. And in particular, the fitna that is between the ulama. And I'm not talking about ulama Sunni, Alim Sunni versus Alim Bid'i. A Sunni scholar against a, yani, a Bid'i scholar. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ikhtilafat that is amongst Ahl Sunnah to become well versed 
and the likes of these ikhtilafat between Ahl Sunnah is from the tricks of Shaytan and those callers, those misguided, pitiful callers that will urge you to get involved in the likes of these things, the knees are people who are pitiful. These are people who need to be reprimanded. These are people who you don't put your deen in there in their hands. Period. You don't go to them for you put your deen in their hands. Because what is Sheikh Fozan he mentioned? What is Sheikh Fozan he mentioned? Is that what? Is that when there are when there's an ikhtilaf between the ulama, then the students of knowledge should not get involved. You talking about the students of knowledge, should not get involved. He said because their involvement makes it worse. Doesn't help anything. It makes it worse. So now you have not not students of knowledge, but Ami so-and-so. Common man so-and-so. Common woman such and such. And they run in their mouth about an alim from Ahlul Sunnah. Subhanallah, where is this from our deen? Where is this from the way of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah? Where, where is this from Salafiyyah? And they telling you, you have to get involved? So says who you have to get involved? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? These people are people of foolishness. And see, because what happens is that people get so caught up. And somebody may say, well, what are you talking about? Listen, let's, let's forget all that, man. What I'm talking about, the fitna between Sheikh Rabir and Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi. Huh? What fool to tell you you have to get involved? This is a must that you take a stance. It's not a must that you take a stance at all. At all. If a scholar from the scholars has that opinion, right? Then we respectfully disagree with them. We respectfully disagree with them, right? But who am I referring to as being, I'm saying, what fool would tell you to take that? I'm not talking about the scholar. I'm talking about these students of knowledge right out there running their mouth telling people you got to take a stance. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm calling a fool. So let's not get it twisted. They try to come and say, oh, see, he's really trying to attack the sheikh. No, I'm not attacking the sheikh. I'm not attacking nobody. But if, but if, but if it has to be called as such, then I'm attacking you. I'm calling you the fool. That you want to enter the common people and tell them they have to get involved in this. When Sheikh Fozan was asked about the likes of this, right? When Sheikh Rabir presented to Sheikh Fozan and briefed him on the situation, you know what Sheikh Fozan said? You know what Sheikh Fozan said? Did Sheikh Fozan come with the opinion? Did Sheikh Fozan reach the conclusion that, oh, 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 so, yeah, you got to get involved. You got to take a side? Did he reach that conclusion? No. As the ulama, uh, they mentioned, Right, the Mashaykh they mentioned is that Sheikh Fozan told Sheikh Rabir, that is between you two, you have to figure it out. I'm not getting involved. Sheikh Fozan said he's not getting involved. Sheikh Fozan said he's not getting involved. That's between y'all, sort it out. I'm not getting involved. But foolish man so and so is going to tell people in the West, you got to take a side. Sheikh Fouzan said he not getting involved, but, but foolish man in the West got to take a side? It doesn't make any sense. Where are they getting this from? From where? The point is, is that people are so versed and caught up in the fitna. 
They can tell you the intricacies about this and the intricacies about that and this one said this and that one said that and so on and so forth. But then you sit down, you ask them, explain to me, give me, give me some explanation on the give me some explanation on what is it Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. Give me some proofs and evidences about Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. And Tawheed al-Uluhiyya is named, yani the ulama referred to it as a, a, a few different names. What are those names? What else, what else is it called? You read through the books of the ulama, what else do they refer to it as? What's the breakdown of that? Bring me a few ayat that point to it. Bring me some things that enter into it. Can they do it? Yeah, subhanAllah. But yet, but yet you want to talk about this between this, this scholar Sunni and that scholar Sunni. You don't think that's from shaitan? You don't think that's from shaitan? Don't, don't give your ear to the likes of these individuals who, who are going to preoccupy you uh, with foolishness. And anyone who Yani, uh, uh, is, is, uh, a regular of the classes, then you will know that typically we keep it to what, Yani, is there because that's what benefits. But the foolishness is getting so out of hand, it has to be spoken about. It has to be spoken about directly. So I do apologize for diverting and going into the likes of these things, but it has to be mentioned. Don't let people distract you. Don't let people distract you. The most ignorant ignoramus running around fully involved in the fitna. Want to pull you to the side and, 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 and campaign who you with. What, what, yani, so on and so forth. Yeah, subhanAllah. And that same person got calamity in his own family. Same person calamity in his life. Same person calamity in his aqeed and his minhaj. Calamity. And you worrying about Sheikh so and so? Sheikh such and such? You going to get on Facebook and, and, and write what? Get on Twitter and say what? And look at you. What a loser. Pitiful. People is pitiful. Don't surround yourself with pitiful folks. Don't surround yourself with pitiful people. Period. Don't allow people to distract you. Ma'am, don't allow people to distract you. And listen, right? I understand. This is the this is the you know, this is recorded. The Rishallah Ta'ala recorder is gonna go up as is. So whoever want to say whatever they want to say, run, tell that. Period. Anyway, from those meanings that enter into At-Tawheed al-Uluhiyya From those meanings that enter into At-Tawheed al-Uluhiyya Then we have to have submission. We have to yani, uh, uh, humble ourselves. Our bowing. Our prostration, our supplication, our uh, taking of oaths, our uh, slaughtering, our fear, our hope, and until other than that, from the anwa' of ibad, from the anwa' of ibad, and I encourage everyone learn and 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 and. and and, and, and look through Thalatatu Usul in particular on this, on the portion where Imam uh, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he brings some examples of the anwa' of ibadah and he breaks them down. Go through the explanations where they're broken down of what, yani, uh, mean, yani, what each means and what enters into it and so on and so forth to have a proper understanding of it. This is how you benefit your time. You want to put something on Twitter? Put something on Twitter from the explanation of Shia they mean as relates to the anwa of ibadah. You want to put something on Facebook? Put something on Facebook that relates to this. 
that's what's really going to benefit the Muslims and really benefit them uh, and, and, uh, 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 and the like. Convey that, ma'am. Convey that. يعني فتخلص العبادة كلها نعم لله تبارك وتعالى and make all of the all of the worship sincere for Allah تبارك وتعالى ولا يجعل معه شريك في الشيء منها and do not make a rival for him in anything from it do not make a partner for Allah in anything from Worship. Naam. Bismillahi ta'ala. This is what I encourage. I encourage everyone to be diligent. To be diligent upon uh, 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 learning about their religion. And I want to leave some homework inshallah ta'ala. That which we're going to come to inside the next class. And it is from the hadith of Abdullah uh, uh, bin Zubair. That is collected by Muslim. And I'm leaving this, this, this inshallah ta'ala. I want yani, for homework. Because in the next class, Bihnilahi Ta'ala, we're gonna go over this hadith. And this hadith is something that inshallah ta'ala by next week everybody I want everybody to have it good. I want everyone to know it good. Because this is from the Afkar, this is from the supplications, Nam, from the dhikr, that the remembrance that is is supposed to be said after every salah. After every salah. So I, I want everyone have it good. Why? Why I'm saying have it good? Because how we pray five times a day, right? So okay, so you learn it. You take all tomorrow, you learn it. And then you start implementing it. Bismillahi ta'ala. So now you do the math. You do the math. Yeah? By the time next week come, you should have said this dua a lot of times. You have said this dua a lot of times. Five times a day, you should have said this dua. You do the math and then, okay. All right? So I want everyone to learn this good because it's very important. It's very important. And the sheikh... He's going to explain it and give some nice words as relates to it. Give some explanatory notes as relates to it. So this is your homework. Again, the hadith is collected by Muslim. It's from the hadith of Abdullah bin Zubair. That after the salah, the Prophet he used to say, and he, and he taught us, he taught us to say, La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika lahu, lahu al-mulk, wa lahu al-hamd. وهو على كل شيء قدير لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا إله إلا الله لا نعبد إلا إياه له له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن لا إله إلا الله مخلصين له الدين ولو كره الكافرون نعم this is the dua that in bihnilahi ta'ala I want everyone, everyone to memorize this dua And once you memorize it, say it after every salah Until you die Okay? After every obligatory prayer until you die Inshallah ta'ala This dua is tremendous It's tremendous, it's tremendous, it's tremendous Now anyone who has the book has a translation Inshallah ta'ala Then the translation is there Anyone who doesn't have it, doesn't have it, uh, then inshallah ta'ala, uh, uh, email the master inshallah ta'ala, and then uh, yani, uh, 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 I'll uh, email you back the, uh, uh, the dua inshallah ta'ala with the translation with ta'ala. Those brothers out there who have uh, my number, text me inshallah ta'ala, send the, the, uh, the, the, uh, 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 the, the dua. The sisters inshallah ta'ala, get it from the many of your family. Uh, inshallah ta'ala khair. 
فنتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا